is The Drive with A.D. and Rap on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everybody, we're back again. This is The Drive on 93.7 The Ticket. This segment is proudly sponsored by Florio's, Italian restaurant and grill just south of Lincoln Southwest High School on 14th and Pine Lake Road. Florio's Italian restaurant provides a cozy, family-friendly setting for good food and good company come together, whether it's a family dinner, a date night, or a catch-up with old friends. Florio's is the perfect place to make special memories. All you have to do is visit floriosne.com or call 402-423-5576 to make reservations or place takeout orders. And Nick, we got ourselves a guest on the phone. I've been waiting a long time for this, but I want to welcome New York Times bestselling author Jeff Perlman to the show. Jeff, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. Awesome. Hey, I've been telling everybody on the show today that you wrote the book uh, Showtime uh, based on basically like the late 70s, early 80s Lakers. And the show was actually, I guess I wanted to ask you, like, how was it like presented to you when, like, did HBO Max come to you about winning time or how did that work to where they, they made a television show based after your book? Well, uh, the book came out in 2014 and, um, around that time, uh, a, an aspiring sort of TV writer named Jim Hecht called me and said he was interested in turning the book into a show and it's going to be great and blah, blah, blah. And I thought there's no way this is going to happen. He was some guy his only, his only credit was like ice age two over the hedge not even joking. Like this guy, and he, sh- he came to my house in New Rochelle, New York, where I lived at the time, and was like, um, "Was like, I really think this is going to be great." And blah 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 and blah blah. And he made the sales pitch to me. He had no affiliation with HBO. He had no connection to Adam McCain. Nothing at all. And I said, "Okay, okay." And um, nothing happened for years and years and years. And then one day, I'm sitting at home, and I see an article. Somebody emails me an article, and it says like. John C. Riley, the star in series based on each, based on Laker book. And I thought, whoa. And then there was another article, Sally Field, to also star. And like all these big, you know, Adrian Brody and Jason Siegel. And before long, HBO was turning my, my book, my long forgotten book, into a TV series. It's a, it was the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. Now, now, Jeff, I, I mean, in that process, how much are you involved? Are, are you involved at all? Do they do they come to you for any any thoughts or just are, are you just kind of on the side, just kind of watching it all, you know, unload and, and happen? Oh, this is the craziest part. They made me a producer on the show. So, like, um, there are all these horror stories of, like, or not horror stories, but, you know, they buy the rights to a book and they say, yeah. okay, thanks a lot, and you never hear from them again. Or maybe you're invited to set one time. But I've been heavily involved from the beginning, and um, I read all the scripts. I go through all the material. I've had cameos in the show. I've been to set a ton of times. Um, it's been one of the great, not just saying this, one of the great experiences of my life where they easily could have kicked me to the curb, handed me a little money, and said, all right, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. And instead, um, I'm, I'm on the day-to-day sort of ends of it all, which is really cool. Awesome. So we got season two coming up on Sunday night, HBO mm-hmm. Max. Um, I would assume, I know you can't probably go too far in depth, but I'm guessing that this like season will probably focus a lot on Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, their their rivalry that went on. Is that kind of like going to be the premise of this season? Yeah, I don't mind going in depth a little. Actually, first of all, it's really a bummer because um, 
you know, there's a, I live out in Southern California, and there's a strike going on. You have two strikes at the same time, a writer's strike and then the actor's strike. So all these great young actors who appear in Winning Time can't promote the show because they're all on strike. Gotcha. So it's a real sad... Like, last year was the greatest thing ever because last year the show was coming out, and they had this insane premiere party that was just one of the great nights of my life, and everyone was appearing on TV shows. And this year it's like, all right, well, the author... Hey, Jeff, you're... you're you're not an actor and you're not in the screenwriters guild. Do you mind promoting the show? And I'm like, okay, but I feel like a lone wolf. So it's actually refreshing to talk about it. The show, the first season, it really dealt with 79-80 and the birth of the the Lakers of the Showtime era and Magic Johnson arriving in Kareem. And this season, it gets heavy into the Larry Bird, um, Magic Johnson rivalry and the Celtics and the Lakers and Red Auerbach versus... um, Jerry Buss and, you know, the rise of Pat Riley as a coach. He takes over this season for, for Paul Westhead. And it just goes really, really into that sort of hot, you know, hot period when the Lakers and the Celtics owned, I would say, not just the NBA, but a lot of sports. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, I mean, I got to throw it out there, too. Quincy Isaiah's Magic Johnson, that is crazy. Do you Did you help any in, like, selecting cast or anything like that or – it? It's so similar. It's almost scary. All right, so I wasn't. I can't take credit for Quincy Isaiah. The um, Quincy Quincy's amazing. First of all, he's a really nice guy. And what I love is um, one thing I love about the show, and I'm not just saying this, is like it plucked all these guys. Like Quincy, I he's I I mean I can't say enough nice things about the guy. He's awesome. He was a college football player. I think Division three college football player from Michigan, who. His only acting credits when they found him was like college theater. That's it. And he shows up. He's, he's a mediocre basketball player. He's not a great basketball player, but he's a good athlete. And he just has his charisma and he has this thing about him. And they were sending me his casting reels. And it's like, wow, this guy has something. He has like the smile and he has the look. And maybe it's that he's from Michigan or whatever. Maybe that's a, he's an athlete. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And then the other one, I mean, there are a couple like, Solomon uses Kareem. So Solomon had been a, uh, he played college basketball, Division One at Cal. So he can legit play basketball. But he's also, he's a, he's a professor, a college professor. He also had never acted before. And he has that Kareem thing. And the guy who's the breakout star this season, I think, is, um, is a guy, Sean Patrick Small, and he plays Larry Bird. And the original choice for Larry Bird, the, the, the gig was actually offered and accepted by the comedian Bo Burnham. And at the last minute, Bo Burnham had to turn it down. And to me, it's one of the great blessings of the show because Sean, who also very inexperienced as an actor, really more of a writer, um, is really, really good as Larry Bird. And I'll tell you something funny real quick. So Sean, he's about 20 years younger than me. I'm 51. I think he's 31. And I play pickup basketball every Saturday. Um, and Sean came and played in my run recently. And he shows up. And he's a really good basketball player. But he shoots just like Larry Bird because <laughs> through the training for two years of the show, they changed his shot. Like they actually changed his shot. So he shows up and he shoots just like Larry Bird. I'm not saying he's wow. as good a shooter as Larry Bird. But he's the exact same shooting form because of training for the show. We're, we're talking to a New York Times uh, bestselling author, Jeff Perlman, here on the show. And, and Jeff, you talked about and you listed right there just a few of the of the inexperienced actors. You talked about when when the guy initially came to your door and talked about buying the rights to your book for a movie. 
how inexperienced they are. Do you is there a rewarding feeling knowing that hey, this is the reason that a lot of these guys uh, are are getting a start? Oh man, I mean, it's all like luck. Like all right, so I remember last year, one day I was on set, and uh, there's a guy Delante D'Souza, and he plays Michael Cooper in the show, and he's a kid. He's a guy from Baltimore. He's probably thirty, and he'd been act, he'd acted locally. Uh, he was a child actor in Baltimore. And for the past few years, he'd been flipping houses as a job. And um, he saw a casting call. This is during COVID. He saw a casting call for a TV show. He knew nothing about the Lakers, nothing about basketball, nothing about sports. But he auditioned for the show, and he landed the Michael Cooper role. And we were sitting on set. This is last year. And they were filming and during a break, and I was talking with him. And he said to me, yo, do you ever look around, and do you ever think none of this happens without your book? And it was one of the nicest things anyone's ever said to me because I didn't write the book thinking any of this would happen. It was, I just wrote the book because I write books and I love doing it. So every now and then someone from the show will be like, man, we owe you or man. And I'm like, you don't really, but it's very nice to hear. That's awesome. well, where, where does that passion for, for writing books come from? Because you've written multiple and obviously maybe, maybe Showtime's the one that, that turned into a movie and, or I should say TV show on HBO max and such. But where does that passion come from? Why why sports? Why that genre? Uh, just kind of walk our listeners through why you do what you do. I mean, I'm probably like you guys. Like, I was, um, I grew up in a tiny town called Mayo Pack, New York. I was a very bad college runner at the University of Delaware. I was never going to be a star athlete anywhere. But I loved, loved, loved sports. And, I mean, again, it's probably like you guys. Like, the, the way you can, you want to, you love sports so much that you want to find a way in. Yep. And for me, that way in was writing. And I remember being a kid writing for my high school newspaper, the Mailback High School Chieftain, and being able to walk sidelines of football games and being able to interview athletes and just really falling in love with it. And over time, really, it's funny because over time, your love turns more toward the writing than the sports. Like, I'm not nearly the sports geek I was 30 years ago. I, don't, I can't name every guy in the Mets roster. I can't tell you who the backup quarterback for the Chiefs is anymore. Or actually, I can't. But I, you know, <laughs> it is Blaine Gabbert. It's Blaine Gabbert. But yeah. I still like I don't have as much <laughs> as I used to. But um, I love writing, and that all started because I was just kind of a failed athlete. Wait, wait. So Jeff, are you a Mets fan? I grew up a Mets fan. I did. I, I, any, any thoughts on their 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 trade deadline moves of trading Verlander and Scherzer? You know, you know what's funny about it is um, <laughs> the season went downhill very quickly. It did, and there were a lot of hopes, obviously. And this this is going to be a weird reaction to it all. They've really acquired a ton of high, high, high-level prospects yep. for guys who are 39 and 40 years old. And the thing about the owner, Steve Cohen, is he's going to pay money again next year. Mm-hmm. But now they're going to be armed with a lot more young talent. So I can take the long view and say, all right, this has not okay. been a good season, but they turned it into something. So I'm, I'm actually at peace with it. Okay. Nice. So then – um. There's like no question you you will continue to be an author because I I noticed that um here in season two episode six there's a um Jeff Perlman that will be um co-starring on the show. Co-starring might be an exaggeration, but I will say I uh, so I play a reporter in episode six, and it's um it's during a press conference. It's the press conference where Pat Riley is named the head coach of the Lakers, and uh, they gave me three speaking lines, uh, which is sweet, which is weird because you actually get paid. You have to get paid to be an actor. So I was there was a moment where I was getting paid to be in a show based on a book 
that I'm a producer on. Like, it was the greatest Hollywood <laughs> role awesome. ever. Mm-hmm. But here's what I can tell you factually. Acting sucks. And <laughs> I got there at 9 in the morning. I didn't leave till 10 at night. They took about 100, 100 different takes of the scene I was in. I had a really preposterous wig on because it's supposed to be like 1980. <laughs> um, the next morning I woke up. I swear to God, I'm not exaggerating. The next morning I woke up. And my forehead was enormous. And I had a <laughs> allergic reaction to the glue they used on the wig. And I, I didn't know what to do. And I went to urgent care because my head was exploding. So there you go. The glory of acting. A hundred takes, exhaustion, boredom, and an allergic reaction to wig glue. All right, Jeff, one of the last ones before we, we go ahead and let you go here. We appreciate you coming on. We're talking to Jeff Perlman, uh, author of Showtime. Uh, Jeff, through through all of your experiences – where what is your most proud moment and your favorite moment of your entire career? Oh man, there's so many. I mean, I had a moment. This just pops in my head, and this does relate to the show. Um, my mom is not a sports fan at all. This is this is going really truth here. I'm, I'm, my mom is not a sports fan at all, and she's never read any of my books. And it actually hurts my feelings. I've told her it actually hurts my feelings. <laughs> like, I don't care if my kid writes a book about like crocheting llamas like i'm reading the book because it's my kid <laughs> but my my mom has never read any of my books and it hurts my feelings and i've told her but she's you know whatever she's rigid and um last year she was at my house visiting and the, she, i showed her the first season of the show and you know my name based on the book by jeff perlman pops up in the whole thing and she started crying That's and my awesome. mom is like a rigid german woman who does not cry mm-hmm. and that sort of it kind of broke me and warm my heart. That's awesome. So that was, and then just like seeing your books in stores is really cool. You know, it's like, this is what I wanted to do. This is my, my dream was just to be a sports illustrator writer. That was it. And to do books and have a TV show and all that stuff. It's like, I kind of won the lottery, you know, and I have two great kids. Life has been pretty good. That's awesome. And then speaking, speaking about books, is there something you're working on right now that we should be looking forward to? Uh, yeah, but it's a weird one. I, I decided, uh, I've written 10 books, all sports. And I always had this idea that I wanted to do a Tupac Shakur biography. So my next book is actually the definitive biography of Tupac. Wow. All right. All right. And then you got the you had the search warrant that was executed a couple of weeks back. So I know in the news. So yeah, that'll be awesome. Because actually, I, I was gonna I came on today because I I have been told that uh, one of you two actually is a murder suspect in the death of Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I was in Vegas that night back in 96, okay. but, but yeah, that's what they all say. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, also too, I just want to let you know that you're the football for a buck, the story of the USFL, that that's kind of what kind of drawn me on to you, you know, as an author and person was, I, I just, that book was so good and just everything you do. It's, I just love the way how you immerse yourself into into the books that you do. I mean, they're such, such good writing. Just, it's just awesome. It's just great to talk to you today. Oh, that's, I, I'm really flattered. That book was a complete labor of love. I made almost no money for it, but I love the USFL growing up. So, um, you know, you're probably one of the seven people who read that book. Yep. I appreciate page it. Page to page. Jeff, walk us through how, how long a book takes from, from when you sit down and you start it to finally seeing it in, in a local Barnes and Noble. Oh man. Well, so I usually give myself about two years and what that entails, like right now I'm deep into Tupac research. So you go, you'll have a year and a half where I don't write a thing. And all I do is call people, dig, 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 um, re- you know, visit the spots like Tupac's from Baltimore. 
from the projects of Baltimore. So I'll go out to the projects of Baltimore, knock on doors, try to interview people, the different places he's from. You locate everyone. And then once you're after a year and a half, hopefully you have enough material. And then I take six months and I just every day I try to write at least a thousand words a day. And it's, um, you know, my wife will be like, she's already at this point. She's like, do not tell me any more Tupac stories. I don't want to hear anything else about Tupac. I am good. And I'll be like, wait, but I have one more interesting thing. She's like, no, that's enough. Let's just, let's talk yeah. about chicken or something. That's awesome. So, uh, that's yeah. great. All right. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on, coming on this morning. We really appreciate it. Um, best of luck in season two. Uh, we'll definitely be watching on Sunday. Um, have a great rest thanks. of your day. All right. Thanks guys. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah. Take care. Jeff Perlman. That's awesome. I've been waiting to talk that to him really good stuff. for for a while now. It's just great to great to hear his stories. I think that's definitely a person we might have to bring back for like longer time just Absolutely. to tell stories because he wrote a Walter Payton book, uh, Bo Jackson, the Mets, of course, yeah. Three Ring Circus. So that was Jeff Perlman. This is the Drive ninety three point seven. The ticket. We'll throw it to break and wrap up the show. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.